you know that feeling you get when you go over a bump in the road and you get that weightlessness and then it, it settles and you go back, you know, and it, the car comes down again and you, you carry on. Somewhere along the line in the last couple of years, the bottom fell out of my world. Like the floorboards broke underneath me and I started to fall and I haven't hit the ground yet. The, the big pain for me uh, is that I just don't know who to trust. For the longest time I lived in the, in this in the in the assumption that whether it was whatever political ideology had had uh, the keys to Downing Street, when it got right down to it, they had my best interests at heart. My memory of last year here. Because I had kind of a, a, a dropped an old cast of heroes and acquired a new set, you know, people like Malone and McCullough and Brett Weinstein and Tess, um, and to walk into the room and they were all there. It was the first time I had ever been with them, and I was quite I was starstruck by the whole thing, and and partly as a well, I think as a direct consequence of that, my memories of last year's conference are really vague. Right, yeah. It's almost as if I'm remembering being at a really drunken party or something, but my, my, my recollection of it is all just little fragments. Yes. I can't remember it. And and then, you know, most unhelpful, I was thinking, right, I wonder, Del Bigtree was the MC. how did he do it? No idea. I remember this loud, proud presence in the room, but I don't remember what he did. No. And I don't remember a single thing that he said. Right. And I, I look back on it, and then walking back in again yesterday to the to the event last night, there's so many people in the room who are so desperate still to express mm. some emotion, yes, feeling. And you walk in, and it's like being in a confined space with almost too many atoms bouncing off one another. Yeah. And I came out at the end of it last night, microwaved, like fried. I don't know which way's up because every person that's come up to speak to me has been. You know, they're, they're coming in with such intensity. intensity and yeah, so it's well, it's a catharsis. I think it's a release that, that it is that, that, that most people can't have in their day to day life because uh -huh. I, you know, I've always life. I've always been I've been I, I mean Trudy's here with me. My wife's here with me this time. She didn't come last year, uh, but she's here this year. And but we've always been absolutely together on it. Mm. And and I've spoken to so many people over the last while who've not been able to talk to a partner. Or, or parents or whatever Happily Even though I mean my, You know All of our family Trudy and I were the only people And our kids were the only people In our family Who didn't take the The products Yes And uh, But there was no rancour about that mm. even, But my in-laws And people were a bit bemused About why we weren't doing it But there was no ill feeling And there never has been any ill feeling And Trudy and I have always been If anything Trudy's slightly further ahead than I am at, at the, Maybe we're on the same page but she might actually intrigue me a couple of pages further on so we've always had that great togetherness yes uh, and I'm bemused by how people have been able to cope because the number of people that come up to me and say my wife thinks I'm a nut or or my I husband I can't talk to my husband about this and I think god it's been almost impossible being able to be behind closed doors and just yes. at each other just on the same page I think A it would feel very lonely and isolating but I have seen full first hand I mean even within my own team that People have gone through divorces and separations because of the conflict in values. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's been hard. My wife has also been on the same page, and it's actually been harder. She's had friends fall out of her, not necessarily because of her views, because of mine. Because obviously, yeah, she's not taking them public in the same way that I am. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm undoubtedly one of the neighbourhood looms where we live. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, I think. I mean, it's almost at the point I think where people possibly cross the street rather than 
risk coming That's up on strange, because it's almost like that they'd never never dream of treating you that way prior to COVID just because you have different views. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you'd be able to I think, I to Well, I think, well, I was never an activist, protest, engaged person mm. for for which I am not proud. Uh, I realise now that I was not engaged in a way that perhaps I ought to have been. Um, but I think something profound has happened because so many of the people who have, who have gone to all sorts of lengths in this context, you know, walked away from jobs, relationships, you know, cast out by friends and all of the rest of it, the sort of people who have felt no option but to take that path, clearly something profound has happened. I mean, they're not they're not doing this about a difference of opinion over party political manifestos. Yeah, it's it's down at a right and wrong level. It is. You know, there's been a there's been a fork in the road, and some people have gone one way, and other people have felt no option but to go the other way, and it's been, you know, extremely uncomfortable for those people. People have lost all sorts. And I'm, I'm bemused that people who've, who've, who have gone along with the orthodoxy, they look, they look across at the other people who have gone the other way and th they, surely they see how painful it's been. And you'd have to think, they must feel very, very strongly because they've lost that or they've lost this or a combination of all of that. There's nothing in it. You know, there's no material gain in any of this. There's no, you, you, everything is loss in, a, in, a, in, a, in terms of what you had before. Indeed. And you think, did you not look on of people who've put themselves through this kind of thing and thought, bloody hell, that must be coming from a fairly unavoidable uh, place. It's almost like a moral bifurcation. You know, we have this kind of divide around values. But what's peculiar to me is when I come to a space like this and you, f you feel the warmth and the love and the abundance and joy that's available okay some of those emotions may have been suppressed by kind of the intensity of what we've experienced and then you look at the tight rigid control and the fear and the anguish and the pain within the kind of wider community i'm thinking which one would you rather choose here that this one feels far more attractive you know it's someone who is pursuing truth and i i think it's too big for a lot of people to contemplate yeah and i i do understand that and I think, in many ways, because I I was initially I was initially energised by the by the by the jab, I thought I'm not having that. I don't know what that is. I, I didn't I didn't know what it was. I just thought I'm not I'm not having that. And maybe next year, maybe five years time, but I'm not having that just now. And I'm certainly not putting it in my kids. And that was my gateway drug, right? And then everything else started to. And I thought, oh God. I'm not sure about why we're in Ukraine. That doesn't. That doesn't. That smells. That smells peculiar as well. And climate. What? what? Hang on, wait a minute. Net zero. So it was an accretion, a process of accretion. I think if I had held the line until now, when so much is, when it's so big, when it's so demonstrably so large, to to jump in now is even harder. Oh, Dave. You know, I I kind of I kind of tricked myself into it by just thinking, well, I'm not taking that. Yes, that's. Something wrong with that in the lockdown, definitely wrong. Well, it's fascinating to hear it's kind of a gateway into this wider world, and that does become overburdening, it's complex. I'll be interested to explore that with you in a moment. But it's when you realize the same people and processes are at the heart of those different narratives and those different stories. So, that for me has then opened my eyes to the wider critique of foreign affairs, politics, governance, and all of a sudden, it's it's this huge world. Which, and and oh. 
you know, the, the question everything tagline on my shirt has, has led me to do that. Yeah. That comes of great. I, I the, the big pain for me uh, is that I just don't know who to trust. And I don't, I, 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 I used to, I mean, I grew up for the, well, for the longest time I lived in the, in this, in the in the assumption that whether it was whatever political ideology had had uh, the keys to Downing Street, when it got right down to it, they had my best interests at heart. They're going to empty the bins, keep the lights on, fix the roads, open the schools, provide GPs. You know, I thought whatever Labour, Tory, SNP, whatever they'll they'll, be, they'll have that going for them. And then over the last three years, I've decided, no, they don't. That's not what's going on at all. It's not benign. It's not benevolent. It's operating on behalf of vested interests, most of whom I don't know. Uh, you know, all this stakeholder capitalism and all of the rest of it. It's, uh, and I, I don't believe, I absolutely do not believe that the named people in power, Prime Minister, Chancellor of the Exchequer, whatever, actually make decisions. I think their decisions are being taken uh, by markets, by banks, by the Bank for International Settlement, by the WHO, whatever. And and there's there's some kind of, you know, there's some kind of unified decision is made and they all roll it out in their own constituencies, build back better, narrow window of opportunity, 15 minute ghettos, you know, it's all coming at us everywhere at the same time. Yeah. Like you didn't, you have not all spontaneously and from a good place come up with this so as the solution. Language. It, that's not That's not possible. There's some sort of centralised push coming here. And, but like I say, it, that, that's been a, that's, it's taken me three years to get there from just, or two years or whatever, from a starting point of just thinking, these jabs smell a bit hinky to me I'm not going there the tricky part is it, it, that is then very disconcerting because that loss of trust you know that the idea the beliefs we may have once held about institutions and individuals it shakes the fabric of our daily existence when, yeah. when that trust is full well, you know that feeling you know that feeling you get when you go over a bump in the road yeah. and you get that weightlessness mm. and then it, it settles when you go back you know and it, the car comes down again and you, you carry on somewhere along the line in the last couple of years the bottom fell out of my world like the floorboards broke underneath me and I started to fall, metaphorically speaking, and I haven't hit the ground yet. Every time I think, oh, well, surely that's it now. Surely we're b back at, you know, ground zero, so to speak. No, it turns out there's even further to fall. Yes. And and I don't know where we're going to end up. But it's the only time in my life I've ever, and it began with the, it began with the lockdowns and, the, and whatever, I, it was a physiological response for me. It was physical. I thought, oh God, this actually feels wrong. Yes. And I didn't, that, not in a hypothetical, not in a metaphorical sense. It, my, it, I could feel it in my gut. Yes. I thought, what the hell? This actually feels wrong. It was like some uh, 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 relic lizard tail in some primitive part of my monkey brain or lizard brain just went for the first time in 50 odd years. And I thought, oh God. And I had to respond to it. It's like fight or flight. I've never felt that before. So I better, I better listen to it because it's real. It's a real physical manifestation of something. And I've felt like that ever since. My, it's almost like my stomach hasn't been right, in a sense, for a couple of years. The tricky part is that I've experienced that deeply too. And, and, and we have a deep desire in a way for other people to have the awareness, but the awareness comes with that. That that loss of trust and yeah, I, I, I don't. Well, I haven't really tried to. All I've all all I've really done for the last couple of years is, is, is uh, tried to uh, empathise with people who are also feeling something similar. Yes, I haven't really felt in a position, nor do I feel as if I have the power to 
change people. Not really. I mean, I just say what I say because I know that, and I've been told that it chimes with people and people get a great deal of comfort from, ah, yeah, that's what I think. And, and that's all I've really been able to do. But, it, you know, I think it's mar- it has mattered to be able to, to do as much. Yes. But I'm not, in, I don't proselytise and preach and try to tell, tell people to live differently, think differently, do differently. Well, you know, people are still taking products. Well, good luck to you. I'm not going to get, in, I'm not going to get in your face and tell you to do something different. I don't feel the power to do that. I also think that's the right approach because no one likes to be sold to, no one likes to be persuaded or, no. but that's effectively, as we've seen with the product marketing. I, I, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's silly. I, I mean, it's silly in a way this, I, I wouldn't want this quote to go on decontextualized, but I think it's almost like faith. Mm. You know, you can't make someone believe. That's a personal thing that either happens to a person or they don't. Yes. You know, they either one day or over a period of time come to the conclusion that they they, they believe in something transcendental. Yes. You can't make someone do that. No, but I mean, you just have to you just have to be around them and whatever, love them for what they are, and if and and then whatever. But I, I wouldn't say believe, right? Believe in my faith. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't. True. You know, the transcendental, transcendental, transcendental. Don't even get <laughs> the T word. The T word. Uh, at that level, that's that's you know to to to, to get a beacon of faith around something beyond oneself is 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 I think is something that is. Similar but different. But when we talk about the world of marketing and advertising, you know, beliefs are formed when we are exposed to something either repeatedly or with intensity or both. And advertisers know this, marketers know this. The word safe and effective has been used so many times from the becomes a belief system subconsciously. And that can happen in every endeavor. So it's and when we act in accordance with those belief systems, it becomes almost an identity. And the human psychology, the human mind, and I maybe talk about this on Sunday rather than just dancing this time, <laughs> is is that we will do more to preserve our sense of identity than we will to challenge the potential reality that we're facing. And yeah. We've seen that. It's become identity. I, 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 I never, there's not a day goes by where I don't think, and Trudy and I talk about it all the time, on the dog walk or whatever, and we go, what if it's us that's wrong? Yeah. You know, that I, I'm not, I haven't become... Uh, you know, copper bottomed twenty four carat. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm, you know, it's that line. What you know, the worst are filled with passionate intensity, and um, the best lack all conviction. You know, I'm, I'm a, you know, question everything. I'm, I question everything, including myself, all the time. Yes. So you know, I mean, so many people, you know, are calling me a loon all the time. That think, well, maybe they're right. So I, I don't rule out the possibility that I've got it all wrong. But I would still, I wouldn't go back to before. I would rather be a questioning, almost agnostic, I suppose. Yes. Than be utterly persuaded. I'm just, I'm, I'm just in a, I'm in a hypersensitized yes. state now, Vigilant. where I just feel a sort of threat, and maybe that's not a bad thing because the world is not a safe place, and if you think that people you don't know are there to protect you, I don't think that's, I think that's, a, there's a naivety there that you, you don't really, it's a bit too much to ask of people you don't know that they care about you in that way. We've all got to take absolute responsibility for ourselves and each other 24 hours a day. You know, it's up to you to look both ways before you cross the road. Yes. You know, don't just wait for the green man. Right. You know, just because the green man says you're safe to cross, for God's sake, look left and right. You know, it's that kind of, it's that kind of feeling. I will never put my my trust in, in authority again. And that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's, I'm just watching. 
yeah thinking well, why are you doing that yes i agree but at the same time trust is such an important component of being human and and, and it's a high value currency though i don't think you should spend it just anywhere i agree with that and this is where i'd be really curious to hear your view on this because in that environment where it's almost like the, the rug has been pulled there's that sense that the floorboards where is the floor losing our footing there's kind of fear on every corner and not just around viruses but also around the potential realities that could unfold so we've got all of these vulnerabilities which can lead to things like fundamentalism nihilism and and the kind of dark triad. And and a lot of what I've been examining recently is how do we protect our sanity? And how do we also question ourselves? That's absolutely important. How do we not rest on our laurels? Because critical thinking requires us to go back to our original assumptions and say, hang on, is that still true? But I'm, I'm more exploring and I see it. There's almost, I perceive that there's almost a fault line in the kind of movements that have emerged. And one that is divided on fear, a line of fear. And, and we've seen how the governments have used worst-case scenarios to impose restrictions, improbable, unlikely worst-case scenarios. But I almost see that happening over here as well. Now we're looking at what could happen and living almost in accordance with the worst-case projection. Mm -hmm. So I look at my, this and think, how do we actually find our own footing? How do we, in the same way you talked about the green light and looking both ways, how do we look down and say, actually, well, there is the ground. Oh, I find my ground. I find my, how do, how, how do you take take on that? I suppose it's been because it's it's been such a disruption, you know, a great disturbance in the force. I think it was inevitable that it would take time to go through it. You know, you're not going to you're not just going to have it the one day and be all better the next. I, I think it's a there's a process of evolution or realization or whatever. You know, five stages of grief or whatever. I think you've got to go through a a, a process, and I, I and I do think it's it, it will come to an end. I think I think it we've been drugged by convenience without a doubt yes. and, and it, it, it's reached its you know at the nth degree in the in the, the the gadget that we all carry in our pockets yes you know everyone's just expecting everything everywhere all the time as it were and that's we've been gulled into thinking well i don't need to take responsibility for myself at all i can just yes. get it yes i can be made well i can be protected against the next illness someone else will make that so mm. food will come and we've we have scandalously divorced ourselves from the responsibility that we have to for ourselves yes you know we're, we're dislocated from food to the point where you know the, i mean i don't know the extent to which it's true that we're all going to be expected to eat insect burgers i don't know but i know they're out there <laughs> i know they're out there and i know the i know the fake meat is out yeah, there indeed um, but I think that's partly been possible to 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 bring that in, because we're from most people in the West are so divorced from food. Yes, you know they don't grow it, they don't they don't see the animals raised, you know they don't they don't appreciate the practicalities of slaughter and and, and all of the rest of it. They just, you know, the, the thing that keeps you alive is just presented in a cellophane wrap in yes. supermarket shelf, and you're you're not invited to. To, to feel involved in that process at all. I think men and women... And now the farmers, and now, so now they're able to say... I mean, you, you see people being interviewed and young people saying, yeah, we should just ban farming altogether for the sake of the planet. And you think, I can't even go there. I can't get... How, what? How do you start? Yes. You know, the people are... The, the, so people are, are divorced from... Well, we probably don't need farming anyway because, you know, the supermarkets provide all the food or, 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 or delivery provides food. What's the problem? 
It's the same people that think, well, why do you, why are you worry about your currency? Because your plastic card will get you anyway. We've, we've, we have been gulled and lulled and doped into, uh, into a version of reality that just... It, it, we've abdicated our responsibilities for everything. And I'm as guilty of that as the next person. And the solutions that lie ahead, better way, you know, the way ahead, Royal Council for Health, it is all about, don't expect somebody else to make you feel better when you're ill. Don't get ill. <laughs> take responsibility. Take some responsibility for, you know, there are, there are eventualities that, that, that are lying out there for all of us, like bear traps that, you know, you, that you'd stumble into inadvertently. But we could all be doing a hell of a lot more to make sure that we were in a better place when those, you know, when those bear traps snap shut on us. And likewise, everything else. You're just expecting the, the council to, 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 you know, to cut the verges and pick up the litter and... Why, why are you waiting for... Why are we all of us all the time waiting for other people to do all the stuff of life? So that we can just sit and... Fascinating how many common threads have come up from my conversations this morning. Yeah, independently, people from all over the world say similar things. Uh -huh. Now, the final thing I'll close with, when we spoke this time last year... <laughs> this time three years ago. <laughs> uh, I remember you saying to me that you know, the, the, we were talking about the better way and, uh, and think we're ahead and what that means and are we ready to now start looking forward into solutions? And I think this year's conference has got a, a, di a different balance. There's more of that now asking the question, what kind of world do we want? But when we spoke last year, we, we spoke about, do we still need to, to create accountability for what's gone before us before we can move forward? How, how do you feel about that now? Oh, well, yes, I do. I do definitely feel that, um, that, that you know, that, that kind of, push that there has been to put it, put it all put all that behind us you know that was a difficult time and we should just you know all move on i think that's un unsatisfactory i think so much was done that it, it's not good enough just to say uh, it was a very difficult period when we're all doing our best there has to be an accountability for what has happened uh, and long before you would start you know long before forgiveness comes contrition and uh, and admitting to yourself and to everyone else about what what actually happened you know that you know you have to confess before you get absolution. Yes. And but the the, the absolution's being requested before. No, but let's take a beat here and just look at what actually happened. Indeed. Let's let's evaluate that cold-bloodedly if necessary. But we can't just pretend that the last three years didn't happen, and that you know that Bobby Ewing's just woken up in the shower and that you know it's Dallas as usual. It's not that has that is not possible. So there has to be there has to be that process, but I think there, there's also there's so much fear, and people feel feeling so powerless in the face of that fear, feeling helpless, and I think to some extent you know, it, and again it's a bit like faith you can't do it for people people have to by their own process come to it. We are all of us very powerful, sovereign individuals. If we just open our eyes to that. And it's embedded. You could, people ought to, I think, I mean, I, I look at things from a, as a historical perspective. It, there's no getting away from the fact that thousands of years ago, our ancestors understood the, the, the sovereignty, the, the notion of the sovereign human being. Now, obviously, that's been abused and whatever down through the millennia. Of course it has. But it doesn't take away from the fact that our ancestors thousands of years ago came to important conclusions. You know, and things were embedded, you know, they were crystallised in, see, a document like Magna Carta. But, I mean, nothing in Magna Carta was new in 1215. It was a restatement of what everybody knew. Indeed. You know, that the, like the king, 
in, in 13th century England, the king was the government. But it was a restatement of what had been known since God knows when, since ancient Greece. Know that we are the power. You're the sovereign. You're like first among equals. You're like the number one public servant. But you, you abide by what we all know to be the case. You know, you can't lock me up and throw away the key unless and until a jury of my peers has looked at the situation and decided, not you, the people who live my life and understand my circumstances come to a conclusion about whether or not I've done something wrong. That's part, because if you, if you entertain a situation where a government writes laws, enforces laws, and decides on the punishment for breaches of those laws, that's the textbook definition of tyranny. Indeed. People have to realise that, oh, no, 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 no. No, you can come up with legislation, but we the people... Um, among ourselves, we'll decide what's right and what's wrong. Yes, we'll ratify it. Yeah. And if we if we decide it's wrong, it is wrong. That that, we, that final say is ours. Get back in your box. You take your stupid legislation and take it away because we the people know that's not right. Because we are, as, as, as sovereign individuals, we all understand the difference between right and wrong. And essentially, we should govern ourselves. Challenge here, Neil, this is where I get really into a mess in the bind with it all. I did think about this a lot, you say. By the same token, something like 450,000, maybe more, people decided to say put us in lockdown in, in March. So we would look at that and say, absolutely not, that's wrong. But if you were to put it to the public vote under those conditions, the public vote would have said, we're going to have a lockdown. So how do you then, how do you then, it's a good point, in, in under those conditions, if you say we the people are going to decide, we're still subjected to the same mechanisms that can sway what we deem to be right and wrong, because we're so separate from that guttural feeling. What a long way! What a long way down a road. You know, we've been prepared for this for a long, long time. Uh, you know, and you know, people have just accepted that, that the limit of their authority over everything that happens around them is a is a general election. Whenever it comes along, that's it. That's your that, that you get one say in these things. And people have been divorced from taking responsibility for themselves and each other. It's, there's no quick fix. You're right, I dare say. You know, the public opinion at the time would have been, yeah, lock it down. You might even have got public opinion voting in favour of uh, mandatory vaccination and hold these people down and, and jab them. But that, that's, that's symptomatic of decline. Yes. That's how far we've fallen from what ought to be, a, you know, any kind of meaningful manifestation of democracy. Uh, you know, we've, we've become a, 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 a subservient, uh, herd mentality, easily, easily led, and it, the, getting out of that is going to take as long as it took to get into it. There's no way. There's no quick way out of it. That's what's. I think that's what's so depressing, and feels quite desolate, because you think, well, we are where we are. You know, yeah, public opinion did say whatever yes. lockdowns were right and all of the rest of it, but doesn't mean they were right. Right. It's still wrong. I mean, the, the 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 concept of jury is predicated upon the idea that it's not a majority. In a in a, if if jury, as it is, was envisaged in the in the distant past, was that if twelve people or fifteen people in Scotland sit in a in judgment, if one person says innocent, then they are. That's the that is the judgment of the jury. Yes. Which is extraordinary. You know, you imagine someone's been tried for murder. And 11 people say, yeah, definitely, bang to rights. 
if one person says, no, set them free, that's the, ju that's the judgment of the jury. Because we're, we're, the, the other problem with people's uh, misapprehension about democracy is that the, the majority is right. Now, it's, so there's a lot of different, there's a lot of difficult, challenging concepts about this, but, but enshrined within trial by jury is the idea that one voice is always preeminent. Whatever that one voice is, yes, that is that's the judgment. It's, I mean, it's it's mystical almost. Yeah. It's such a powerful, challenging concept. What is? And it and it means in order for it to work properly, people need to be educated about reality and and power and and agency and sovereignty. You know, you can't when you can't expect this ideal of 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 society as it, 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 that we've arrived at at the moment. Yeah. But that's not to say that there aren't profound and fundamental truths and and you know that that idea enshrined in trial by jury is that always the one person it's not the majority there's, there's, that's a that's an abomination the majority vote it's not and it's getting it, it carries with it is uh you know implicit in that is that sometimes the majority is wrong indeed we're well, we've seen we've seen that it reminds me of one of my recent podcast guests he said if you send a hundred people out into the woods and their task is to take a photo of the squirrel. And 99 of them come back with no photos of any squirrels. But one does. Was there a squirrel in the wood? If you did it on the masses, 99 people said there's no squirrels in this wood. But that one person got a photo. Uh -huh. And it's the same concept. It's, it, it, it's, it, it, you, of course, you have to verify that person. But it's, very it, it, it's, very, it's very difficult. It goes to the heart of what it is to be human and alive. Mm. The, you know the, the the idea that the majority is always right. You know, phone off. You know that the audience vote on uh, I'm a, you know on uh, who wants to be a millionaire yeah. and so on. And the assumption was that you know the the, the majority will be right. Yeah, well, they might be. Yes, not always. Mm. Well, listen, heaviness of what we've talked about. Could you close on a? Do you have a message of hope, or is there something that's driving you forward now? To, I guess keeping you inspired to to continue with it. I think um, difficulty, uh, sadness. Uh, all of these things, grief, get a bad rap, pain. No one wants any of those things. But you can't be to be to be lured into a feeling that you can that you're entitled to be, and in any realistic way, you can be just happy and living a cushy, comfortable life for the whole of your life. Is I don't think that is what we should be aspiring necessarily towards. And what I've I wouldn't change a thing. I, I, you know, I've, whatever, we've all been through our own experience of this, lost this, lost that, whatever, had this travailed and this problem. But I wouldn't go back because I would rather be in the situation of things really messing with my head and the, and the you know, the anguish of it and the, you know, the, and the difficulty, emotional, you know, I'm not, I haven't been sent in a coal mine or anything, you know, I've not been put into the galleys or anything. It's not been, you know, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying love me, love me, I've got a sad life. But I've been challenged it in ways that I hadn't previously and I would rather have that. And I think, so what if the, if the future is difficult and challenging? You know, if, worst case scenario, we're only here once for as long as you get, it might as well be a real adventure. Yes, I agree. You know, with some blows to the face. Absolutely. And some hunger and some striving. A little bit, a little bit of happy is like chilli powder in a meal. You know, you don't want too much of it. Yes. You, you, so that every now and again, when you taste happiness, you think, oh, there it is. There it is. Yes. 
you know, I've, I've been put, uh, you know, my, my life is more challenging than it was before. <laughs> and I think, well, so what? Yes. Agreed. And, and pain. I don't want to lie to Lilo for the rest of my life. <laughs> What's the good of that? At the time, it'd be nice in between. Yeah, no. <laughs> but the pain makes us strong, but also it's a signal to us that something's not right. You know, in our body, if you've got some physical pain, it's it's time to take action. And here yeah. we get sick, it's a time to think about, am I living healthy? But challenge gets a bad rap. Indeed. You know, look at these things that people do even for entertainment. You know, where they put, you know, there's, there's something subliminal about why people get put into things like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I mean, people want to see, if they won't do it themselves, they like the idea of people having all of the modernity stripped away. And let's see what happens when they're on that. Look at all the all the formats that look to do that to people. Leave them on a desert island or shut them up in a house or whatever and strip away a lot of stuff and see how they get on. And subliminal within that is that I think people know that, you know, the striving, struggle, difficult, it, it gets a bad rap. Yes. You know, that, you know, C.S. Lewis wrote at length about, you know, it was the, you know, that, you know, he, imagined, he envisioned God as a sculptor. And with every blow of the hammer and chisel, which hurt us, but it was shaping us into something that is ultimately what we're supposed to be. And that that is, you know, it's, you shouldn't shy away from being, you know, living through vexatious times. I've often said that people don't want the responsibility that comes with the freedom on the basis of... Well, well, for, for an awful lot of people, freedom means freedom from responsibility. Yes. You know, what they want to be free from is making decisions about their lives. Just tell me what to do. Tell me what uniform to wear. Tell me where to go, what to do when I can go to the toilet. Because it's easy. But if you say, no, go and sort that out for yourself. Yeah, well, here's to the challenge, Neil. Yeah. Thank you so much. Is anyone talk to you? I'd, I would love to speak more about the history, but uh, we, we have to wrap up here. So lovely to talk with you. Good morning. Here's to the challenge yeah. of the road ahead. Good. Thank you, Neil.